gratitude, talk your thought. This is the very first episode for this podcast and it will be great to start it with something that I've been wanting to start myself <laughs> and that is to read more books. I bought this book um, in May, May 1, 2019 because really I just wanted to get into mythology again and also to read um, a lot more literature in general so so let us just start I will be skipping the introduction and the good thing about mythology I will be reading Edith Hamilton's version the classic bestseller mythology timeless tales of gods and heroes so the good thing about this book is that you can read it by parts the first part is all about the gods the creation and the earliest heroes so i'll be starting one of this and i will be choosing one of the stories and i think i am more curious about demeter so yeah let's start with with that and just to keep you a bit brief um, background I have read Greek mythology I mean this version before by reading Psyche and Cupid so that is like the first few ones that I've read of Greek mythology and I think that it is really interesting to um, actually know more about the Greek gods so maybe in some in the next few days I'll be rereading that I, I, I never get tired of it so why not okay so Demeter or Ceres this story is told only in a very early poem one of the earliest of the Homeric kings dating from the 8th or the beginning of the 7th century. The original has the marks of early Greek poetry, great simplicity and directness, and delight in the beautiful world. Demeter had an only daughter, Persephone, in Latin, Proserpine, or Proserpine, the maiden of the spring. She lost her And in her terrible grief, she withheld her gifts from the earth, which turned into a frozen desert. The green and flowering land was icebound and lifeless because Persephone had disappeared. The lord of the dark underworld, the king of the multitudinous dead, carried her off when enticed by the wondrous bloom of the narcissus she strayed too far from her companions in his chariot drawn by coal black steeds he rose off through a chasm into earth the grasping the maiden by the wrist set her beside him she wore her away weeping down to the underworld the high heels echoed her cry in the depths of the sea and her mother heard it she sped like a bird over sea and land seeking her daughter but no one would tell her the truth no man nor god nor any sure messenger 
from the birds. Nine days Demeter wandered, and all the time she would not taste of ambrosia or put sweet nectar to her lips. At last, she came to the sun and he told her all the story. Persephone was down in the world beneath the earth, among the shadowy dead. Then, a still greater grief entered Demeter's heart. She left Olympus. She dwelt on earth, but so disguised that none knew her. And indeed, the gods are not easily discerned by mortal men. In her desolate wanderings, she came to Elysius, Eleusis, and sat by the wayside near a well. She seemed an aged woman, such as in great houses care for the children or guard the storerooms. Four lovely maidens, sisters, coming to draw water from the well, saw her and asked her pityingly what she did there. She answered that she had fled from the pirates who had meant to sell her as a slave, and that she knew no one in this strange land to go to for help. They told her that any house in the town would welcome her, but that they would like best to bring her to their own if she would wait there while they went to ask their mother. The goddess bent her head in assent, and the girls, filling with shining pitchers with water, hurried home. Their mother, Metanaira, bade them return at once and invite the stranger to come. And speeding back, they found the curious goddess still sitting there, deeply veiled and covered to her slender feet by her dark robe. She followed them, and, asked, and as she crossed the threshold to the hall where the mother sat holding her young son, a divine radiance filled the doorway and all fell upon Metanera. She bade Demeter be seated and herself offered her honey-sweet wine. But the goddess would not taste it. She asked instead for barley water flavored with mint, the cooling draught of the river at the harvest time, and also the sacred cup given the worshippers at Eleusis. Thus refreshed, she took the child and held him to her fragrant bosom, and his and in his mother's heart was glad. So Demeter nursed Demophon, the son that Metanera had borne to wise Celeus, and the child grew like a young god, for daily Demeter anointed him with ambrosia, and at night she would place him in the red heart of the fire. Her purpose was to give him immortal youth. Something, however, made the mother uneasy, so that one night she kept watch and screamed in terror when she saw the child laid in the fire. The goddess was angered. She seized the boy and cast him on the ground. She had meant to set him free from old age and from death, but that was not to be. Still, he had laid upon her knees and slept in her arms, and therefore he should have honor throughout his life. 
that she showed herself the goddess manifest beauty breath above about her and a lovely fragrance light shone from her so that the great house was filled with brightness she was Demeter she told the awestruck women they must build her a great temple near the town so win back the favor of her heart thus she left them Emetonera fell speechless to the earth and all there trembled with fear in the morning they told Celus what happened and they called the people together and revealed to them the command of the goddess they worked willingly to build her a temple and when it was finished Demeter came to it and sat there apart from the gods in Olympus alone wasting away with longing for her daughter that night was most dreadful and cruel for, for mankind over all the earth nothing grew no seed sprang up in vain the oxen drew the plowshare through the furrows it seemed the whole race of men would die of famine at that at last Zeus saw that he must take the matter in hand he sent the gods to Demeter one after another to try to turn her from her anger but she listened to none of them Never would she let the earth bear fruit until she had seen her daughter. Then Zeus realized that his brother must give way. He told Hermes to go down to the underworld and to be the lord of it, let his bride go back to Demeter. Hermes found the two sitting side by side, Persephone shrinking away, reluctant because of because she longed for her mother. At Hermes' words, she sprang up joyfully, eager to go. Her husband knew that he must obey the word of Zeus and send her up to the earth away from him. But he prayed her as she left him to have kind thoughts of him and not to be sorrowful. That she was the wife of one who was great among the immortals. And, she, and he made her eat a pomegranate seed. Nothing in his heart that if she did, so she must return to him. He got ready his golden car, and Hermes took the reins and drove the black horses straight to the temple where Demeter was. She ran out to meet her daughter as swiftly as a maenad runs down the mountainside. Persephone sprang into her arms and was held fast there. All day they talked of what had happened to them both, and Demeter grieved when she heard of the pomegranate seed, fearing that she could not keep her daughter with her. Then Zeus sent another messenger to her, a great personage, none other than his revered mother Rhea, the oldest of the gods. Swiftly, she hastened down from the heights of Olympus to the barren, leafless earth, and standing at the door of the temple, she spoke to Demeter. Come, my daughter, for Zeus, far-seeing, loud-thundering, bids you. Come once again to the halls of the god where you shall have honor. 
where you will have your desire, your daughter, to comfort your sorrow, as each year is accomplished and bitter winter is ended. For a third part, only the kingdom of darkness shall hold her. For the rest, you will keep her, you and the happy immortals. Peace now, give men life, which comes alone from your giving. Dimter did not refuse. Poor comfort though, it was that she must lose Persephone for four months every year, and she and see her young loveliness go down to the world of the dead. But she was kind, the good goddess. Men always called her. She was sorry for the desolation she had brought about. She made the fields once more rich with abundant fruit and the whole world bright with flowers and green leaves. Also, she went to the princess of Eleusis, who had built her temple, and she chose one, Triptolemus, to be her ambassador to the men, instructing them how to sow the corn. She taught him and Celus and the other shisks her sacred rites, mysteries which no one may utter. For deep O checks the tongue, blessed is he who see, is he who has seen them. His lot will be good in the world to come. Queen of fragrant illusions, giver of earth's good gifts, give me your grace, O Demeter, you too, Persephone, fairest. May then all love thee I offer, song for your favor. In the stories of both goddesses, Demeter and Persephone, the idea of sorrow was foremost. Demeter, goddess of the harvest of wealth, was still more the divine sorrowing mother who saw her daughter die each year. Persephone was the radiant maiden of the spring and the summertime, whose light step upon the dry brown hillside was enough to make it fresh and blooming as Sappho writes. I heard the footfall of the flower spring, Persephone's footfall. But all the while, Persephone knew how brief the, that beauty was. Fruits, flowers, leaves, all the fair growth of earth must end with the coming of the cold and pass like herself into the power of death. After the lord of the dark world below carried her away, she was never again the gay young creature who had played in the flowery meadow without the thought of care or trouble. She did indeed rise from the dead every spring, but she brought with her the memory of where she had come from. With all her bright beauty, there was something strange and awesome about her. She was often said to be the maiden whose name may not be spoken. The Olympians were the happy gods, the deathless gods, far removed from suffering mortals destined to die. But in their grief and the hour of death, men could turn for compassion to the goddess who sorrowed and the goddess who died. Okay, so that is the story of Demeter. Um, it was a very sad story. And maybe 
yeah, this is more of like telling the story how the winter and fall, you know, all of the seasons that we are experiencing, although not everywhere in the world experiences such, but specifically, there are these times like every four months, so um, for 12 years, there is every quarter, um, we will be changing seasons, and apparently, at the time where all of the harvest would become very rich is when Demeter is happy seeing her seeing her daughter so yeah I guess that is it for tonight I hope this would give you calmness through the night and um, yeah encourage you to read more books just like me and maybe in the future we'll try to read a bit more of um, the other guides like Dionysus after reading Hermes we'll be reading Dionysus or Bacchus or maybe we can just keep on reading some of the other love stories here in the Greek mythology but depending on what would be best that will be on the next episode mm-hmm.